Welcome to the Wicked Veracity Podcast with Robin Langford, episode 50, Eclipses for Entrepreneurs and Other Heretics. If you're an entrepreneur, or even if you're working a regular 9-to-5 job, but you want to know what in the world an eclipse means for your chances of landing a client, closing a deal, starting something new, or generally existing during an eclipse, I've got you covered. The first portion of this episode will be general information on eclipses as it relates to entrepreneurs and other heretics so that even if you find this five years from when I record it, it'll still be useful. Let's start with the basics. Nodes are the points at which eclipses occur. We could get all technical, but for our purposes right at this moment, all you need to know is nodes are the points at which eclipses occur. They look like little U's with circles on the end. The upside down U is the north node and the right side up U is the south node. They are always opposite each other in the zodiac. The super cool thing about the nodes is they aren't physical bodies like planets, stars, or asteroids. They're mathematical points where the orbit of the moon intersects with the ecliptic. The ecliptic is the apparent path the sun takes around the earth each year. The north node is where the moon moves into the northern ecliptic hemisphere, and the south node is where the moon moves into the southern ecliptic. I like to think of them as the gateway points because once you learn how powerful these mathematical points can be, you'll start wondering about other cool points like the part of fortune, the part of spirit, and the part of arrows. But more on those some other time. So why it matters. Wherever the north node is transiting in your chart is an area of increased activity and interest. Where the south node is transiting in your chart is an area of decrease or letting go. There's a lot of information out there that makes the North Node out to be good and the South Node comes off as a villain, but that's just silly. There is no good or bad in astrology, just subjectively preferable or not preferable. The experience you have of it is largely up to you, but it will likely be more subjectively enjoyable if you're working with rather than against the energetic waves. Now let's talk about eclipse cycles. Nodes stay in a pair of signs for about a year and a half. So, if the north node is in Aries, the south node will be in Libra, and that's where the eclipses will be occurring when the sun and moon get near them. This is an eclipse cycle, and it only happens once every 18-ish years. Since each sign corresponds with one house in your chart, at least using whole sign houses as I do, that means that there are two houses being activated by eclipses at any given moment. Usually, eclipses come in pairs, but sometimes there will be three back-to-back. If there are three, it does not mean that the end times are nigh, it just means that the eclipse window of caution will be a little longer than usual. Solar eclipses always occur on the new moon. The moon gets between the earth and the sun and the light is literally removed from the day. New moons are normally when people want to initiate new things or set intentions or do some other form of manifestation magic. However, on an eclipse, that is a remarkably bad idea. Lunar eclipses always occur on the full moon. The earth gets between the sun and the moon and blocks the reflected light that normally creates the beautiful moon we all know and love. For entrepreneurs, that means don't schedule a launch during that two-week period between the eclipses if you can avoid it, and for sure not on the day of the eclipse. Seriously, you own your own business for a reason, and you can avoid that day if you want to. I'd also avoid sales calls, important meetings, signing paperwork, hiring anyone, putting out an ad to find someone to hire, photo shoots, and all of the other initiatory things. So why it matters. Eclipses are not a time for manifestation. What you should be doing to harness eclipse energy in a beneficial way, regardless of whether or not it's a solar or lunar eclipse, is reviewing and releasing anything that might be standing in the way of what it is you want to manifest over the next six months in the area of your life that is being highlighted by the eclipse. Whatever is going to happen that is indicated in your chart usually happens before the next lunation. What that means is, if there's a solar eclipse at the new moon, the eclipse energy will be in full effect until the following full moon. If that full moon is a lunar eclipse, then that eclipse energy will be in effect until the following new moon. That's the narrowest of eclipse windows. 
The broader expectation is that ripples from the set of eclipses will ripple out until the next set of eclipses. Think of them as aftershocks. Sometimes you'll be able to feel them, but sometimes you'll just be dealing with the repercussions of what happened around the immediate time of the eclipse. So why that matters? I recommend taking note of anything that happens within the 24 hours of the eclipse and the two weeks following, because it can be something of a preview for the next six months. I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs get ideas around the time of the eclipse that then play out in their business over the next two weeks to the six months following. Now let's talk about eclipse houses. The thing about astrological houses is that they represent a lot of different topics and not all of them are going to be relevant to you at any given moment in time. Keep that in mind as you listen to or read the following list. First house is about you, your body, how you view yourself, and how you present yourself to the world. Second house is about how you make money, how you value yourself, and your resources. The third house is about siblings, neighbors, education, especially elementary education, or anything below college level, writing, daily routine, and your regular commute or local travel. The fourth house is your family, your ancestry, and what makes you feel grounded. The fifth house is creativity, sex, romance, children, and all of the things you desire. The sixth house is your obligations and what you feel obligated to, health, employees, small pets, and work that you do daily. The seventh house is one-on-one -on -one relationships, which could be business partners, individual clients, romantic relationships, and even open enemies. Eighth house is other people's money, investments, taxes, psychology, surgery, the occult, the ninth house is foreign or long distance travel, higher education, philosophy, religion, and spirituality, and what is foreign to you, as well as astrology. The tenth house is authority. That could be your authority over others or the people who have authority over you, your calling, your career, your boss, who you are when you're on stage. The eleventh house is the house of hopes, wishes, networks and networking, friends, organizations that support you, philanthropy. The twelfth house is hidden enemies, isolation, retreat, and sabbaticals. The house the eclipse is in, in your chart, is more important than the sign because it tells you what area of life is being triggered. Without this information, it is difficult to say with any specificity what it might mean for your personal life or your business. At this point, you probably have a million questions, right? I'll cover some that I get most frequently. How do I know what house the eclipse will be in in my chart? Astro.com has my favorite free chart software so that you can pull up your chart and see for yourself. What if I can't even see the eclipse from my location? That's great. It won't be as powerful for you, but you should still follow all of the advice above. But what if I can see the eclipse from my location? Err on the side of caution, don't do any of the things. What if I want to work with the eclipse energy anyway? It's so hard for me to say this, but do you. It's not like there are eclipse cops waiting to take you away for being a naughty entrepreneur. But again, I advise that you resist the urge. Where can I find out where the upcoming eclipses will be visible? Timeanddate.com. How do I find out what sign an eclipse is in? Astroseek.com. But what does it mean for me? You can schedule a consultation with me at wickedveracity.com backslash astrology consult. I know those were a lot of URLs, and if you go to the show notes of this podcast on my website, you will find links to everything. If you're intrigued and want to learn more about eclipses, I highly recommend How Eclipses Work in Astrology and Magic on Sphere and Sundry, as well as a specific article on remediation and rituals for South Node eclipses. Again, these links are in the show notes. And I will also say the magical potions offered in their shop are well worth the investment. And no, I am not an affiliate or sponsor for any of the businesses that I've mentioned today. 
Now we've come to the end of the relevant at any point in time portion of the podcast. If you're listening to this in the future after December of 2021, then you can stop here. If you're here with me in 2021, let's talk about the solar eclipse that will be happening in a couple of days on December 4th. The nodes moved into Gemini and Sagittarius on May 5th, 2020. The eclipses in these signs occurred on June 5th of 2020 in Sagittarius, and this was the first eclipse in the series, and it was a preview of the eclipse cycle because there were two more of the Cancer Capricorn cycle wrapping it up on June 20th and July 4th. The next in the Gemini Sagittarius cycle didn't occur until November 30th of 2020, and it was in Gemini. Then we had the December 14th eclipse in Sagittarius, May 26th of 2021 in Sagittarius, June 10th in Gemini. The November 19th eclipse that we just had was a preview for the next year and a half of the eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio. And that brings us to the December 4th eclipse that will be happening in Gemini. If these eclipses were activated for you in a significant way, the dates should be close to significant and noticeable periods of activity in the houses they were located in. But the thing about all transits, even eclipses, is that they don't all matter on a personal level. Some sets of eclipses will only be noticeable by what is happening out in the world around you rather than what's happening in your personal or business life. The eclipse this week is of particular significance because it is the last one in the Gemini Sagittarius cycle and it is on K2 or the South Node. This is an area of life where you've been experiencing a lot of transformative energy over the past year and a half. While new moons are typically a time for new beginnings, this is a new beginning that will likely require finally releasing something you've been struggling with for the past year and a half. To figure out what that might be, refer back to the houses portion of the podcast and find the houses in your chart that have Sagittarius and Gemini on the cusp. The Sagittarius house will have more of an active focus on releasing old paradigms to help you prepare for new ones coming in, while the North Node will have likely been an area of more immediate interest and expansion. I'll give an example. Sagittarius is in my third house of communication, and Gemini is in my ninth house of foreign travel, higher education, philosophy, religion, spirituality, and astrology. I've been struggling with the direction I wanted to take my business, and over the past year and a half, I went through one of the most respected and rigorous life coaching programs in the world. This is the philosophy and higher education part of ninth house topics. I also continued my astrological studies, more ninth house topics, by enrolling in both the Hellenistic Astrology and Electional Astrology courses offered by Chris Brennan through the Astrology School. I highly recommend both. All of this while continuing to create the Digital Astrology Calendar and working with the phenomenal Donna Woodwell to create and implement some truly spectacular offerings in the realm of magic and mastery. My North Node wanted to take in all of the information, and my South Node was trying to determine how I was going to synthesize it and communicate it to the world, and what I was going to have to stop communicating about in order to make space for it. What I've been doing for the past 14 years as an entrepreneur is working as a ghostwriter and course creator. Since I wasn't writing massive works of life-changing literature or creating courses at the collegiate level, it's been very much a third house activity, and it's fed into my 10th house of career where the ruler of my third is located. Don't worry, I'll be talking a lot more about career indicators in future podcasts. The point is, I've steadily been letting clients go with the South Node Transit as I focus on writing and thinking about creating courses at a much higher level, which is also a ninth house thing. So tell me, what have the eclipses been highlighting for you? Can you identify what you've been releasing and what it's preparing you for? What about what you've been more drawn to over the past year and a half and how that's going to shape your future and the future of your business? Spend time with these questions and see what comes up. If you're feeling frisky, hit me up on Instagram where I'm wicked.veracity and share your answers with me. Until next time, my wish for you is the willingness to let go of anything that is holding you back.